Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sunday Showcase. Highlighting some of the best audio storytelling found anywhere. All right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Hello and welcome to Bells in the Battery. I'm your genial host, John Bell, and today I have a special guest. Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be here. Now, don't jump the gun. I haven't introduced you yet. Oh, oh I, I thought you did because you, you, you gave out my name. I didn't give your name yet. I just said you're a special guest. <laughs> and there you go again. Thanks for calling me special. Okay, before I take this further, let me check my notes. Your name is Charles... Guest. Yes, that's me. You're your your special guest. I suppose I should have looked at my notes a little more carefully. Oh, uh, if you didn't know, apparently you guessed well. You guessed guest. I guess so. And Mr. Guest here is an expert on ancient astronauts. You have a speech impediment or something there? How's that? Your voice suddenly got all way for me like that. Oh, well, I was just sort of uh, setting the mood for the conversation. Will we be singing or something? No, no, no. But, you know, when you talk about aliens, you kind of do your voice like that. Oh, oh, you you want to talk about aliens? Well, I, uh, I, I, I don't know much about aliens. But you're here to talk about ancient astronauts. Yes, yes, yes. That's what, that's what I'm here to talk about. Ancient astronauts that... Aren't aliens? Oh, uh, oh my, do, do you know any that are? Are what? Uh, aliens. Aren't all ancient astronauts aliens? Isn't that the whole point of it? Uh, no, the ancient astronauts I know are uh, definitely not alien, as far as I know. Then where do they come from? Brooklyn. Brooklyn? The planet Brooklyn? New York. So your ancient astronauts are a couple of old guys who have been into space. Old guys. <laughs> really old guys. <laughs> They're ancient, ancient astro- astronauts. Yes, yes. Okay. So, 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 would you like to meet them? Meet them? Yes, yes, yes. Are they here? Uh, uh, of course they are. Well, yes. Bring them in. Okay, okay. okay. Sid! Marty, come on in. Mr. Bell, this is this is Sid and Marty Croft. Wait a minute, aren't they the? Dang it! So, how old are you, gentlemen? I'm three hundred twenty years old. I'm three hundred twenty-one years old. We're twins. Twins. You're a year apart. Yeah, Mom wasn't too thrilled about that. I was born on December 31st. I was born on January 1st. Oh, so you were born only seconds apart then. Bingo, Einstein. Do you have any Melba toast? I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find some, but did you say you're 320 years old? He is. I'm 321. How do you account for that? I'm being born 321 years ago. Math is not as long, suit, is it? Not as young punks coming up these days. 
say you don't know nothing. Look, before I get confused here, which one of you is Sid and which one of you is Marty? I'm Sid. And he's Marty. Thank you for clearing that up. So, you want to hear how our ancient astronauts became ancient astronauts? Oh, I can't wait. It all started back in 1776. The play. No. The movie. No. The year. The year. Sid and Marty here were in the Continental Army fighting for America's independence. We were Smithy in our uniform. Very continental. And sadly incontinental. We were both over 70. And they were instructed to go to Washington. D.C. D-General. Hi, I'm George Washington. Sid and Marty Croft reporting is honored, sir. I'm Sid. And he's Marty. Gentlemen, I have a very important task for you. I need to know where the enemy is at this particular point before we advance any further. Does it look like you've advanced at all? And we won't until we know where the enemy is, and the only way to see the enemy is from above. Above what? Above everything. Above the ground. Above the trees? Yes. Above the rocks? Yes. Above the clouds? Above the clouds? Yes. Above Above the Melba Toast. Melba Toast. I like Melba Toast. Above the Melba Toast. Do you have any Melba Toast? No, I don't have any Melba Toast. Now we're going to get up there. Up where? Above the Melba Toast. You're going to fly. Fly? Fly. Fly. Like a bird? More like a rock. Rocks don't fly. Like a rock shot out of a cannon. You're going to shoot us out of a cannon? Who told you that? You, you did. did. Then it must be true because I'm a general. Follow me up behind the tent here. Hello, General. We're all set. Who's that? He's Ben Franklin. How long has he been, Franklin? I'm Benjamin Franklin. He designed the cannon we're going to shoot you out of. And I built it by welding together a bunch of leftover stoves. We're supposed to get into that thing? No, you get into this thing, this barrel over here. I don't see any barrel. Oh, uh, Charlie... Roll out the barrel. We'll have a barrel of fun. Bum, 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 bum. Here's how it works. You two get in the barrel. Uh-huh. We put the barrel in the cannon. Uh-huh. We shoot the barrel out of the cannon. Uh-huh. You fly over enemy territory. Uh-huh. Look out the bung hole. Out the what? The hole in the side of the barrel. Sounds, Sounds nasty. nasty. Well, it wasn't. We're family friendly here. Right. And make notes on how many enemy troops you see. Then what? Then you report your findings to the general. And between the flying and the reporting? Yeah, how about the whole gravity thing? Oh, yes, yes. That's when you open the parachute. What's a parachute? It's a device for slowing your descent. Which won't be invented for another 20 years. Quiet, you. And get into the barrel. Lower the barrel into the cannon. This barrel smells real bad. Yeah, what'd you keep in this barrel? You don't want to know. Besides, we've got to keep this family friendly. We're ready to launch, Mr. Franklin. And let's begin the count-up. One, two, three, four. What are you counting up to? Uh, I don't know. What's a good number? Why don't you count down instead of up? Well, there's an idea. What should we count down to? How about zero? Excellent idea. All right, counting down. 10,000. 9,999. 9,000. Started a lower number. Yes, yes. Excellent suggestion. Counting down. One, zero. Whoa! Whoa! 
said it. Well, take a peek out the hole there and see what you see. I see a lot of trees. You see any troops? No troops, just trees. How about traps? How can I see traps to the trees when I'm looking for troops? Well, this trip is to track troops, trees, and traps. I don't remember him mentioning traps. Just play along. Don't be a spoil sport. Then what if you snap breathing down my neck? I'm not breathing down your neck. Well, somebody here. They got real bad breath. Oh, that's Clementine. There's someone in here with us? Relax. It's just my horse. You brought your horse? I snuck her in when nobody was looking. So like a David Copperfield trick in reverse. So do you see anything? Remember, the trick of this trip is to track trees, troops, and traps. This bit could go further if trucks had been invented. Do you see any redcoats? Why, are they on sale? No, but they could be under sale if we're flying over the harbor. It's not even harbor day. I just noticed something. What? We're still going up. Going up? We haven't reached our apogee. I think you mean the vertex. Could be the parabola. Don't have a parabola, just one bola. The point is, we're still going up. Well, this can't be good. Good. We're soon reaching the stratosphere. What's that up ahead? Kind of glow in there. Oh my goodness, it's cosmic rays. Going through the cosmic rays can do irreparable damage to our DNA. We sure know a lot about science, seeing as how we're just a couple of knuckleheads from the 18th century. We're going through the cosmic rays, was one rough landing, I tell you what. Yeah, well, you landed on the horse. The horse landed on me. Going through the cosmic rays altered their DNA. Sadly, they did not gain superpowers, except for the horse, but that's a different story. But they did gain immortality. Yep, we're still alive and kicking. Especially the horse. Kicked me five times. So you're wanting me to believe that this story you just told me is true? Oh, 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 it is. It's absolutely true. Here, let me summarize for you. That's really not necessary. These guys went to Washington. Harry. George said, hey, we're under the gun. So I need you men to go. Fly above those redcoat guys and spy upon them with your eyes and bring back tactical info they got in the barrel and with no fear they flew up through the stratosphere where this nasty cosmic rays rearranged their DNA after experiencing great G-force, eventually they came down, of course, and landed gently with their horse, the first astronaut spies. We all were saying, fly, fly, you American spies. Travel in a barrel up into the skies. Now you'll go anywhere, George will advise, saying, this will be the day that we Is, is that it? Has this blown over? Yes, yes, that's the end of that story. Oh, thank heaven. Here's the next story. Oh, look at the time. We really need... It was 1837. Samuel Morse had invented the telegraph, one of the biggest inventions of the 19th century. Almost as important as what Benjamin Thompson invented. And what was that? The coffee pot. Boy, did that lead to a lot of invention. When your brain stuck in park, it'll give you a spark. Caffeine! Okay, that's all well and good, but let's get back to... Take a drink! You can think, but not blink! Caffeine! 
Samuel Morse was scheduled to show off his telegraph to the government and potential investors. That's when he called in the ancient astronauts. Howdy, 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 Rick and Morty. We're Sid and Marty. I'm Sid. And he's Marty. I had originally planned to show off my telegraph by sending a message between Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. But heck, that's just 44 miles. So I figured if I really want to sell this idea, I need to send the first signal much, much further than that. Across the country? Further. Across the ocean? Further than that. I'm sending the signal... To the moon! But there ain't no wire going from here to the... Oh, dear. Here's my resident genius to explain it to you. Hello, I'm Barney Kunchpard. Can't blame us for that. I have built a rocket ship that will take you to the moon. Uh-huh. And what about the wire? I have attached to this rocket a spool of wire that is 238,900 miles long. That's a lot of wire. When you get to the moon, Mr. Morse will signal you via telephone. And you can answer him via telegraph. And when does all this take place? The launch is set for, let's see, 10. I guess we can be ready in 10 weeks. Or do you mean 10 days? Nine. Eight. What are you yahoos doing just standing there googly eyed? Get into the rocket. Three, two, one. Quick trip. The magic of sound effects. When you look at that wire, he goes all the way back to the earth. We're getting a message. What is it saying? It's saying. Do, 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 do. What's the message? I don't know Morse code. Neither do I. Maybe they should have thought of that before they picked us. Well, we gotta send something back. What should we send? I don't know. Just push that button at random, I guess. All right. Here goes. What are you saying? What are you saying? I don't know. I don't know. This is fun. How long is this gonna be? Are you writing a novel or something? I'll be done when I'm done. I got the rhythm now. Hurry up, William. For some reason, I'm getting hungry. I think I'm done. Now what? We're stuck here on the moon. Hello, hello, this is Barney Kunspar calling the astronauts on the moon. Whoa, a mysterious voice from beyond. The joint's haunted. I am speaking to you using a top secret device I invented. I call it the voice sender backer enforcer. You leader. Does Mr. Morse know about this invention? No, he still thinks the dots and dashes are pretty cool, so I thought I'd save this till later. Help us out here. Can we fly back to the Earth? Nope, sorry. Didn't have enough fuel for that. So we're stranded here. Oh, yeah, yeah. The wire is still attached to the space vehicle, is it not? Yeah. Then hold on tight. I'm going to reel you in. <laughs> Welcome back. Wait a minute, wait, hold it. Just wait a minute. This whole thing is ridiculous. Even for this show. But, but, but I tell you, it's all true. It all happened. No, no, no more recaps. Please, Sid and Marty, without their horse, were called upon by Samuel Morris. 
He wanted a dog and pony show. To prove the telegraph to be a boon, I'm gonna send you to the moon, where we'll send messages to and fro. So quickly they both took a trip inside his steampunk spaceship. There were lots and lots of dashes, dots, and dots. Everyone thought that Neil Armstrong was the first. Oh, but they were wrong. Twas Sid and Marty all along the first. Astronaut guys. And we were saying, fly, fly, you American guys. Zoom up to the moon. Stop, stop, stop. I can't take this anymore. You're ruining a, a, a great song. What's his problem? I think we're being too intellectual for him. Okay, so let's dumb it down a bit. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale of two astronauts antique who very soon flew to the moon with an invention quite unique. He sent us dots and dashes there. And we didn't understand. We sent more right back to him. And this got out of hand. Okay, that's it. This episode's what over. You You've been listening to Bells in the Battery, episode 293, copyright 2022, by... The Can I have some Melba toast? Be my guest. But I don't have any. Hey, Billy, why do you look so down? Aw, oh, Dad, I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. <sighs> Gee, Billy, when I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy, horror, satire, and lots of action. Wow, that sounds great, Dad. Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. <laughs> there is Daddy-O! Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Roxbrocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, and now there's... Yeah? Twisted Pulp Magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices! That is what it is! Look! Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome. You definitely have that right, my good man. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Mary. My pleasure, Billy. And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye. Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine, available in dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere, or at digitalvaudeville.com. That is D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E.com.